This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Disclaimer, I don't know a lot about Dungeons & Dragons. Never played it growing up or had friends who were involved with it. But recently, it's been making headlines as the basis of a new Amazon TV show, The Legend of Vox Machina. And I just had to know more. Oi, Tavern Keep! Another round for Vox Machina, the greatest band of mercenaries in all the realm. <laughs> the greatest! I heard you couldn't even rescue a cow from a burning barn. <laughs> Glenn Weldon is one of the hosts of NPR's Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast, and he joins us to break it all down. He's also got the scoop on D&D's place in this new wave of fantasy television series. Hi, Glenn. Welcome to Reset. Hey, Sasha. Thanks for having me. So Dungeons and Dragons, it's nearly 50 years old. So tell us, uh-huh. why is it still so attractive? Well, uh, for me personally, I rediscovered it over the course of the pandemic um, because I played it as a kid, then put away childish things. But man, this web series that uh, The Legend of Vox Machina is based on, it's called Critical Role. It's been going on for years and years now. And it's very simple. It's just a bunch of nerdy voice actors sitting around a table playing Dungeons and Dragons. And there are hundreds and hundreds and hours of this show because each episode is like three three to five hours long. Um, What happens in the game is that they sit around and play. And I noticed that I became a, a huge super fan of the show over the pandemic because it's it's not just people playing the game. They are sitting around the table together, cracking jokes, take, teasing each other, you know, taking pee breaks. Mm-hmm. And there's all these lulls, all this dead air as they just kind of, try, people try to figure out what spells they should use by looking at their character sheets and, <laughs> and, and figuring out the math. There's a lot of math as, because you have to add things or subtract things from the dice rolls. It's this weird, organic mess of a thing that I just love because I miss <laughs> it. I miss sitting in a room with friends playing a game. The show Vox Machina is strictly what happens in the game. It's just the characters uh, going through the world and having adventures. It's a thin slice of everything that the web series is, but it's a good one. Well, before we we dive into Vox Machina, which is pretty awesome so far, I've been catching up, I want to just get to the basics of this game. Because like I said, Glenn... I don't know anything about this, right? And so uh, you you said it best. You just said it was a, what did you say? It was a mess of <laughs> a mess of things? Yep. Because <laughs> uh, all the research I did to prepare for our conversation today, it really just taught me how complicated this game can be. And, and I'm still trying to wrap my mind around all the different rules here. Yeah, that's the thing. Every session of Dungeons & Dragons is half uh, scripted because you've got a dungeon master who creates the world and they're very... Hell of a lot of rules, Sasha. Hell of a lot of rules. Yes. But also part improv because you've got character. You're playing your character that you created, and you can choose to do whatever you want to choose to do. And then the dungeon master kind of has to roll with it. And speaking of rolls, the other part of that improv are the dice rolls because whether or not you succeed at any task is determined by a, a literal roll of a twenty-sided die, usually a twenty-sided die, mm-hmm. and uh, you add and subtract things. And man, I didn't like this game play- growing up because there was so much math there was so much to keep track of and then uh video games like rpgs became very powerful and all the stuff that i loved you know throwing throwing spells and fighting monsters you could do that in a video game oh, but well, but so, what you miss is people sitting around the table and that's why i'm gravitating back to it so so tell me how does a game start or wait they're called campaigns Right? Uh, yes. In each campaign, you have different sessions. So you play a session. So basically, at the start, at the very start, uh, you create a character. There's uh, lots of uh, books. Uh, you could be any different class of person. You can be a fighter or a wizard or a bard or a cleric. Mm-hmm. And then you can t- determine if you're an elf or a, 
half orc or a human or a gnome or a dwarf. So there's all these different things that kind of set you up and let you have different abilities according to what you're choosing to be. And then you just kind of create, go to your go to your dungeon master with uh, and who's a character. what's a dungeon master? Dungeon master is the person who plans everything, puts creates the world that you live in, then, then talks you through it. So uh, you go. And he says, okay, you're in a field, there's a castle in the distance, what do you do? And then you together, uh, with everybody, all these members of the, of the party around your table, you decide what you want to do. And he walks you through it, and you encounter monsters, and you get treasure. Uh, that's the basics of it. And uh, the way it works is that you play for three to five hours, and then you break. And then a week, week or so later, you come back and, and play again. I love how you say that casually. You play for three to five hours, and then you break, <laughs> as if that's just how games are are played for hours typically um it's a commitment it but, certainly is but you know what glenn i i poke fun but I, I learned that some campaigns actually can run for years yep because you start out <laughs> as a what's called a first level character and then as you gain experience you get points for that experience and as you the more things you do you you level up just like you would do in a video game because it's based you know video game is based on dungeons and dragons so uh and then you get more powerful you get more spells you get more armor and the thing that happens to a lot of Dungeons & Dragons game is that it has nothing to do with the game itself. It has to do with the interpersonal relations. It's a group of friends, right? And certain groups of friends have conflicts. And mm -hmm. some stuff that happens off the table comes to the table. and Or people just get busy and they can't, they can't play. So you write them out of the... Or they, they just opt out of the game. It's, uh, again, organic. It's messy. It's real. Have you been able to build a new community since you started playing of friends? <laughs> Yeah, as a matter of fact, now I haven't met them because um, the plague. But uh, right. you know, it, we play online, and it, you know, and uh, so a lot of the stuff is handled with a uh, computer, and you can like the the computer rolls your dice for you. But you're there, uh, you know, and it all depends on how good your dungeon master is. It has, it all depends on what kind of chemistry you have with the other players. But I met them through you know through uh, joining a. a basically a message board that sets you up, puts you in a game. Nice. Um, and it's uh, it's been a lot of fun in a, in a very organic way. It's not the same thing. It's not sitting around that room, you know, uh, joking with each other. I miss that, but that's yeah. going to come. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We are talking about The Legend of Vox Machina. That's a new Amazon Prime show that's based on Dungeons and Dragons. I was just getting a little lesson there on how to play from Glenn Weldon. He's one of the hosts of NPR's Pop Culture Happy Hour so you mentioned earlier, Glenn, uh, the new show is, is uh -huh. based on a real campaign. You talked about Critical Role. Tell us about that. Well, Critical Role is a bunch of voice actors, and that's important because um, they're just people in Hollywood who have a lot of experience. They're professional voice actors for video games and, and animated series. They come together, they're friends, and they play this game. And Matt Mercer, who is their dungeon master, is incredibly talented at creating a vast world, but he's also uh, very talented at uh, what's equally important in a game, is inhabiting all of the characters that the players meet. He can do different voices. He can contort his body. Uh, he can he can really deliver the sound effects as well. It's one of the things that makes that particular show so much fun to watch. Uh, and 
Uh, it's been going on for a very long time. They have done three different uh, campaigns. They just started recently started a third one. So it's different characters in each campaign, but mm-hmm. some of the same chemistry between these friends. And, you know, watching them play this game and have so much fun and have have and delight in uh, together when uh, a dice roll goes their way or when it doesn't. I mean, that's that's the that's the real that's the X factor in Dungeons and Dragons. Well, I, I want to take a listen to a clip from the show here. We have a mountain of debts and, oh god, three silver to our name. We need a job. Anything at this point. I mean, if protecting carts from swindlers and killing goblins for gold isn't getting us anywhere, I don't know, maybe, maybe we could try doing some good this time? (laughs) How serendipitous, Glenn, is it that all the critical role players are the voice actors, as you mentioned. Do you think that made it easier to transition their their video campaigns to an animated medium? Oh, I'm sure it did. I mean, they are professional actors, so the voice acting on the show is impeccable because they just they're just bringing the characters that they played. What's what I think is good, however, is that they farmed out the story writing uh, to somebody else. So they're not holding on to their precious uh, characters or their storylines. Because one of the things that happens over the course of the series and both the, the web series and the animated series is that we learn more about these characters' backstories. Thing is, the web series takes, you know, hours and hours, weeks worth of playing time for some of those stories to unspool. Here on an animated series, the demands of television are uh, ruthless. You know, everything takes place within a half an hour or two half-hour episodes. Oh, wow. Well, do you feel, when you watch, do you feel that you get as much out of watching the animated shows as you did watching the campaign on YouTube? Well, don't get me wrong. I do like the series, the, 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 the animated series. I liken it to, if you love football, you could watch the highlights and get all the information you need. You could get what happened, or you could watch the whole game. And I think most people who love football would want to watch the whole thing. Um, the animation's great, the voice work's great, the jokes land. I sincerely hope this finds an audience among those who don't know the web series it's based on. It's an open question. I would love people to let me know if they do. Mm-hmm. Well, to that end, we, we know when you turn a long and complex story into a TV show, things always get left out, right? So, so far, would you say that the show does the campaign justice? Yes, yes, I would. I would. Uh, you're getting a concentrated form of these characters. You're missing, you know, the, the the twinkle in the eye of the actors as they do the things they do. But in terms of pr- raw story, um, yes, you're getting you're getting a very entertaining show. Now it's been made into a TV show. Do you think that more people will explore their own Dungeons and Dragons campaigns? <laughs> It's very easy to do, right? It's just, it's, you can just hop on, you can just find the game if it's by going online. Um, there's, you know, there's, and, and I have found mostly that the community of people who play D&D is eager to uh, reach out and help people. There's always going to be toxic people in any fandom, but like, I think people who <laughs> want to play this game want to play it um, collectively. That's, that's the, the X, that's the component of the game that makes it, that sets it apart. It is a game you play together. There is no winning and losing. It's all about experiencing the character and the world that they go through. So there's still room for me to start now? I'm, I'm not too totally, far behind? Totally. Absolutely. What do you want to be? You want to be a cleric? You want to be a fighter? You want to be a wizard? Just let me know. <laughs> I can get you started. I want to be all of all of the above. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could play multi-class. That's fine. That's, that's completely doable. <laughs> uh, you know, we, we've seen a wave of these fantasy-based shows in the past decade. Uh, I'm thinking of Game of Thrones, 
mm-hmm. uh, The Witcher, sure. uh, possibly a, a new Lord of the Rings show. Talk to me about why you think now is a good time for uh, the legend of Vox Machina. Well, the easy answer is escape, but I don't think it's quite that. You know, with any um, any massive series, fantasy series, uh, the tr- translating it to television, you always have to lop stuff off because you just can't. Like the demands of television and the demands of production uh, has to be done, you know, relatively quick and relatively cheaply. Even a show like Game of Thrones has to make giant cuts in backstory and eliminate characters or combine characters. Anytime that happens, nerds complain because that's what we do. It's it's our vocation and our avocation. Um, But with books or or stuff that comes from other media, um, the television show can, it's going to reach a hell of a lot more people. That's the thing. I mean, like even people who love the books, they have to understand that, certain allowances are made to make it reach a a much, much wider audience. So what's happening here, what you're losing is nothing about the story. What you're losing is the interaction among the characters, among the the players of the thing. And that's different. Mm -hmm. So I think it might even serve Vox Machina well in that you're not losing bits of backstory. You're, You're mostly losing... A kind of a, a, an abstract quality that the uh, that the web series has. I see. Yeah, so I love the fact that the legend of Vox Machina, as you write, it stands on its own, right? Even if you have no familiarity whatsoever with the source material. Yeah, and it certainly plays with a lot of fantasy tropes. You know, the roving gang of adventurers who are you know get into bar fights and you know say what ho and have at you and all that stuff. That's mm. if you have no. Uh, desire for that kind of for those kind of fantasy trappings this is not gonna you know this is not gonna it's not gonna be your jam <laughs> but if you are willing if you're willing to give it a shot uh again i'm curious what people who come to the show fresh are gonna make it i i hope they like it well glad i just have a couple seconds with you but i am curious can you describe that the character that you're playing right now uh his name is norm g-n-o-r-m he is a uh goliath which is kind of a giant character who is a paladin so he's very devout uh, to his god, but he is also a brawler. Cool. Uh, usually when I play the game, I play wizards who just throw spells from far away, like <laughs> mixing it up and being the first to get into a fight. Nice. That sounds very cool. Well, you can stream The Legend of Vox Machina now on Amazon Prime, and we'll post links on, on how you can get your own campaign started. Glenn Weldon is a host of NPR's Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast. Thank you so much for the lesson, Glenn, and for joining us. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.